0: Look at page 510, heaven came down, heaven came down, glory filled my soul. Here we go. Oh! I'm going to need it. And
1: again,
0: I need revival. And again, so I can start right here with me. But anyhow, we need to pray for that. And uh, I'm going to, um, let's go a little bit of prayer right now. I'm going to call on Brother Ricky. You know, and if you don't mind, you pray for us.
2: Please. Heavenly Father, as we come now We're thankful for this night. I didn't get to hear the message this morning, but I know that it was from your word, and that's what we need. Uh, we need to turn back to your word and just immerse ourselves forward to uh, get back to you. And we pray tonight that you would come. Uh, and that we would put each and everything out of the way, Lord, and worship you in spirit and in truth. Uh, and may everything that's done here tonight may it glorify you. And if anybody has a need, we know that they can come to you. Uh, yes. You can answer the richest of your blessings. Yes. Pray that you just watch us over us through this night. Be with us as we depart this place. all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: Uh, We're gonna have a couple of specials tonight, and we got got Imogene, and a lot. I know a lot of people know her by EJ, but uh, we're gonna call her Imogene tonight. It's so good to have her here, and uh, also Anna Grace. uh, She's gonna share a song with us tonight, and we're to that. But uh, anyhow, let's sing another song. We'll sing another song, and I'm gonna ask after we sing this song, Anna, will you come up and and share? Put the page up five. Uh, 520. Look at page 520. Singing this. Anything, if you don't mind, you can be getting ready and uh, she's going to share a few songs with us and looking forward to this. Everybody look at page 358 because he lives. Mm-hmm. Because he lives.
3: i Yeah. and said. from his voice and
4: you making your way over to the House of God tonight, Man. and I realize that a lot of folks had a lot of different things they could have been doing tonight. But we appreciate y'all uh, being. We appreciate this wonderful music that we've heard tonight. What a blessing uh, that's been. And um, I thought about the song that we uh, sang uh, a while ago, "Because He Lives," and I, I got to thinking about. And I looked in my Bible over there, and I and um, all the things that that we enjoy the blessings that we have because he lives today. We're not Amen. serving a dead God, but we're serving one that's alive and well and presents himself daily to us. And I appreciate that. I, I begin to think about the Philistines when they uh, uh, took Dagon, their false God, who they thought was a God, and they put him over there uh, uh, next to the, to the Ark of God. And uh, I believe it was the next morning they came out there and Dagon was falling down and they had to go out there and pick him back up and prop him up. And uh, I believe it was the next day they went out there and the same thing, he was falling again. I'm glad today I've never had the prop of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He stands uh-huh. alone, he stands alone today, and, and and I appreciate that, yeah. I really do. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm glad today I'm serving a little, If I was serving something dead, I'd be looking for something else. Day. But I'm glad that I'm serving a living God. Amen. Uh, uh, he's, a, he's a river of life that bubbles up in my soul. And uh, I get down and out sometimes just like the rest of you do. But I'm glad that, that uh, he can put his hand of mercy and grace down upon me and just uh, give me some get up and go. And I feel that. That, that, that river of life starting to bubble over and it yeah. makes me just want to go to the Lord. I want to give you an opportunity. Does anybody
2: have a testimony before we go further in the service? Brother Steve, I would stand. And in case anybody's not for sure, God really does know about tomorrow. Sure. Yes, He does. Yeah. And He created time for us, not yeah. for Him. You know, we, we always look at time as a straight line. Past, present, the future. Yesterday, now, and tomorrow. But the best explanation I ever heard was God looks at time in a circle. He's just as much in yesterday as he is tomorrow. Sure. It's all the same to Him. And I really had that proven in my life. I wasn't desiring particularly, but things just worked out this year, last year, that I could retire. It just kind of dropped in my lap. I didn't, wasn't really looking for it. But now as I look back, I know why. Amen. When the very, one of my very best friends in my life needs me. I've been available to help. Me. Amen. And I see God's hand in all of that. It's so easy. Sometimes if we turn around and look, we can see God working in our lives when we really didn't know it. Sure. He's way, not even heard people say one step. He's about 50 steps. Way ahead of. Yeah. But I just want to let everybody know he really does know the Amen. 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 God bless you, brother Michael.
4: Somebody else. Amen. I'm glad I'm serving somebody that knows the future. And I'm glad I don't know it myself. Put that in the hands of God. He works things out. As things that we don't understand why certain things are happening like they are, but down through time we understand it better by and by. Amen. Anybody else? Brother you Steve, say? when I
1: was. Um... A lot younger, my kids were younger. We lived in Florida, and um, I was at work one day, and a voice said, Go home. And if I hadn't done that, he could see into the future, of course, sure. that my children would not have been saved if I hadn't have gone home. And he's with me all the time,
4: every week.
1: Amen. 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 Oh, yeah.
4: If not, I want you to pray for Brother Justin. You did a wonderful job this morning Amen. in spiritual service and, and just brought out things that I had never, never crossed my mind and, and, and I appreciate. it. I ask God during this revival not only to Save those that are lost and bring those that are back to live. but help me, Lord, to grow closer to you, so it is revival. He's already done that. If the Lord bids you to come and pray, you come at any time, during the preaching, during the song, during the invitation, whenever it is that the Lord bids you, you just come. There will certainly be in order. Love you, brother. Thank God.
5: Exodus chapter number 11, and I'll read a little bit in 11, 12, and i kind of break it up, but we'll stay with there.
4: Good to see the crowd here. I meant to comment on this this morning, before, Steve, but there's,
5: I don't know, two or three churches that are doing better after COVID than they were before. And y'all are one of them. So I'm thankful to see this good crowd. The Lord bless them here at Liberty Hill. It is a joy to be with you. Exodus chapter 11. And you that are familiar with the scripture will know where we're at. This is the last uh, plague of Egypt. Remember the children of Israel have been in bondage several hundred years at this point, point, the Lord is going to deliver them from the hand of the Egyptians and has already brought nine plagues to pass. And here in this 11th chapter, we see the last plague, of the plague that we know as the Passover. And it's, uh, let me say this, the Old Testament has got two big purposes. There's the first purpose of pointing us to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and I mentioned this this morning all the way back in the book of Genesis that there was a Redeemer coming that there was the promise of a sacrifice we see that in that book of of Genesis where Cain offers his sacrifice and that thread of a Savior runs throughout the entire Old Testament and it points us to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in every place every sacrifice in types and shadows but they're pointing us to it And then we see here that in this scripture it's going to show man's sin. Now that's the two purposes of the Old Testament really is to point us to Christ and to convince men of their sin. And in this plague of the Passover we have in my estimation one of the most beautiful types and foreshadowing of the final judgment and the need of a Savior as you find in the Old Testament. So let's look at the uh, 11th chapter, the 4th verse. (coughs) And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, About midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn of the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of the beast. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as was none like it, nor shall there be any more like it. Look over in the twelfth chapter, the fifth verse. Your lamb shall be without blemish and male in the first year. Ye shall take it from out from the sheep or from the goats, and ye shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood and strike it upon the two posts of the upper house, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh that night and roast it with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs shall they eat it. Twelfth verse. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And I want to preach on the simple thought out of this scripture, the blood of a lamb. The blood of a lamb, that the Redeemer was coming, that there was coming a day where this little lamb down there in Egypt is pointing us to the great day sure. when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would die for the sins of man. And as we look at this, I say it's one of the best pictures in the whole Bible. You see the need for the blood in this scripture is certain. Let me, let me pause just a second. The blood of a lamb may not be a, a popular topic today in which we live in, We live in a bunch of, I'm just going to tell you, in a religion where it's feel good, where churches want to hear a message that pats them on the back or is uplifting or is motivational, but the blood of the lamb must be the tenet of the great salvation plan of God without the shedding of blood. There is no salvation without the death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You and I are doomed for a devil's head. And any church, any gospel that gets too far away from that and neglects to preach the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is not doing what it's called to do. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is a Savior left heaven and came to this world and died for me that I might go to heaven. That's the gospel. And if you want to get outside of that and call it the gospel, it's not. And you can't get too far from the shed blood of Jesus Christ and be preaching the gospel because there is a need for the blood. Sure. We look down here in this, in this land of Egypt this night and the Lord said, I'm going to pass through and the firstborn yeah. from Pharaoh on the throne to the maid that's working in the dungeon, he was going to die that night. That was certain. Yeah. Right. Been, and I wonder how certain it was. they have been nine plagues already. I mean the river was going to turn to blood and it did. Frogs were going to come out and it did. There was darkness. They couldn't even be, you couldn't even see it. It so was a darkness that could be felt for up to three days. And here comes the word of the Lord that there is coming tonight a destroyer. And the firstborn in your house, in every house, is going to die. Now that's certain. If I'd have already seen that and heard that word, I'd have been sure of it. That there was an appointed time. It wasn't a maybe. It wasn't an if it was happening. But the Lord said tonight, there's a certainty this is going to happen. That's serious.
1: That's serious.
5: A certainty in an appointed time. And we look at this scripture and we see from that that there is coming a great judgment day. If I told you tonight, if I told you tonight that the firstborn of your house was not going to wake up in the morning, you can do whatever you could to bring that or make that stop. I guarantee yeah. But I'm telling you tonight about a death and about a need that's worse than that. You see, the need, this is a foreshadowing of the judgment of God, where the need is not a physical death, but the need is an eternal spiritual death. You need the blood of a lamb tonight to prevent death and death eternal. That's what John 3, 16 is talking. About. For God so loved the world He gave his only begotten Son, the whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The blood of the lamb is the only thing that's going to keep you from dying and spending the eternity in hell. The only thing that will prevent an eternal death is the blood of a lamb. You talk about a need tonight. You need that on your life. Sure. You need a Savior to cover you from your sins. There's a need now. The time is a little bit less certain, right? The Lord said that there is a day coming. Scripture says that it is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. You don't know when that is. But that don't make it any less certain. Amen. Amen. Just because I don't know the future does not mean that death is not waiting for me in the future. Amen. I don't know when it's going to happen. But it's going to happen. It's a It's appointed. Under man wants to die. And that's the mercy of God. We don't know that. I'm satisfied. But beyond that, after that, there is the judgment of God. Not only do you have an appointment with death, but folks, you have an appointment with the Almighty God. Matthew 25 tells us that the day will come when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory and be gathered before him, all nations. You will stand before God someday after watch. Right. Amen. There's a need there's a need tonight we look on down and we see that not only is the blood needed not only a judgment and death and this serious serious need coming for my soul and for mankind we see did you notice i didn't read any of this by accident tonight you saw in the fifth verse how specific that was now that may have seemed odd when we read that fifth sixth seventh and eighth verse but every bit of that that was so specific, it detailing the, the the requirements for this lamb, the source of this blood of the lamb. All of that is prophetic and pointing to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Right. You shall choose Him, right? The first year without blemish. Amen. That's talking about the sinlessness of our Savior. That the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came down and walked among men, yet. Without sin. In fact, Hebrew says he was all points tempted like as I am, yet without sin. Live that sinless, perfect life, not just anything will do. Amen. I'm talking about covering your sin. I'm talking about covering and protecting you for <coughs> eternal judgment, but not anything will work for that. It takes the specific blood of heaven's land to cover you. it shall be, you notice, shall be burned with fire. That's speaking of judgment that upon the cross of Calvary, as our Lord and Savior hung there, the Scripture says that God has made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Hanging there on Calvary's cross, the Lord took my sin and placed it upon the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and poured out His wrath upon Him that He might die for my sin. Amen. Isaiah said, Surely He hath borne our griefs." and carried our sorrows. Yeah, amen. Thy amen. Oh, yeah. stripes were healed. Amen. It pleased the Lord to bruise me. And He took my place and took my judgment on the cross of Calvary. It says you'll eat it with bitter herbs. That's talking about the bitter cup of death our Lord and Savior drank for us on the cross. Yes. All of that, all of that is pointing towards the Lamb of God that would come down to this earth. Remember what John the Baptist said, don't you? Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. In fact, the book of Revelation says that that Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. That there was a plan of God for His precious Lamb to come into this world and die for mankind. The blood of the Lamb was specific. But you notice here, the blood of the Lamb covered their sins. Look at what it says. It says, Eleventh chapter, the twelfth verse. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. But look down at the thirteenth. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. It covers the sin. Remember in the scripture... The land of Egypt is a type of sin, that it is a place of evil and a place of wickedness. And to be in Egypt is a symbol for being lost and to being condemned to be in doom. Remember when they were on the red at the banks of the Red Sea and they asked Moses, were there no graves in Egypt? Well, there was pyramids over there, right? They made a monument, made a, a, a big deal out of death. It was a place of death. Even today, it's no type of the lost world. And as the Lord said, I'm going to pass through tonight. He's specifically talking about a judgment of sin. You look at all those other plagues in Egypt, all nine of them, specifically targeted one Egyptian god. I ain't got time to go into that. They did. The god of the Nile, the god of the frog. They did. But this plague, this plague was different. There was no god of the firstborn. This was a plague that specifically targeted sin. When the Lord passes through the land of Egypt this night, He's looking at the houses, right? That's what it says. Those houses are a symbol for the hearts of man. Amen. Amen. One day the Lord is going to pass by, or you're going to pass by the Lord, and He's going to look on your heart and look for the stain of sin. Or look for the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And then sin stained the souls of man. Way back in the Garden of Eden, That's scripture, that concept was held throughout the scripture. Isaiah said, Our sins are like crimson. He says, They're red like scarlet. That our sins have stained our souls and made them vile in the sight of God. She talked in the song, and I enjoyed that song. The robe of flesh and the far as the bones falling off. Right. But if you could look past that outward part of a lost man and we could see the soul of somebody that's stained with sin, I believe it'd be the vilest thing in the world. Sure, There's nothing uglier in the sight of God than a lost soul. Stained with a filth. I, my goodness, Isaiah said our, that our righteousness is as filthy rags, the best of it. Is vile. The best of it. It, is, it, is, it is not worth anything. And why do you think the Scripture in the New Testament talks to us so much about the cleansing that's found in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? First John says, If we walk in the light as he in the light, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us yeah. from all unrighteousness. Amen. Remember the book of Revelation that starts out with him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Go on over to the seventh chapter, John sees the church around the throne, and he's asked the elders, Who are these? And the elder says, These are they that have come out of great tribulation and washed their robes yeah. and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Thank God the blood of the Lamb can cleanse the soul of mankind and take a vile, wretched sinner and wash it white as snow. Sure. There's power in the blood that cleanses us from the stains of sin that the soul was vile, the soul was lost, the soul was needy, but the precious blood of Calvary's Lamb washes it white as snow. If in that day, there'll be a fountain open. For sin and cleansing. Thank God the promise of the blood of the Lamb is the promise of a clean soul. Listen to me tonight. There's coming a day where you will stand before God in judgment. I told you that's certain. That's certain. And He's going to look at your soul. Not your righteousness, not your goodness, not your works, not your name, but He's going to look at what is on that soul. You know, God would accept two things, don't you? God will accept absolute perfection. And says you can't give that, and I can't either, He'll accept the blood of the lamb. Amen. The perfect one. You notice here that it protects from judgment, don't you? He says,
1: when I pass through the land, I'll
5: not smite you, but I'll pass what's called a Passover, because judgment passed over them. There was a distinction made this night. If you read on over, and I'm not going to do it, but you read on over, and the scripture says that there was not one house of the Egyptians where there was not one dead. But down there where the Israelites lived, I think it was in Goshen.
1: There
5: wasn't no judgment down there because the blood of the Lamb protected the front and God's judgment passed over them. Amen. Amen. No scripture for this. But in my mind, it worked out. It works out this way. The Lord told them to observe this Passover for all their generations, and they still do it. Of course, they missed the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, but they still do it in that religion. But He told them to observe it up until He came, and then it was going to be done away with. But in my mind, I can imagine sitting there one night taking the Passover, and some of them old people that had lived through it. You reckon a child asking? How? Tell me about that. How did you make it through it? Wasn't you the firstborn? How did you get by? I hear them. So I got through it by the blood of the Lamb. Right? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Somewhere, sometime in heaven, somebody's going to ask me, I believe you, how did you make it? Now, I knew you, you didn't have a whole lot of patience. You kind of liked a little bit of filthy lucre I've been accused of. You kind of was covetous. You sure have a good temper occasionally. How in the world? How in the world are you in heaven? Thank God by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Amen. I stand before God on the day of judgment. He won't look at a single thing I've done, but He'll look for the blood of the Lamb. Amen. 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 What have you done with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Amen. God. Amen. Has that blood been applied to your, your heart and your life? Yeah. Oh, and the safety and the high... I guess I'm going to be too long again tonight. The hope. Can you imagine hearing this? That, listen, tonight the Lord's going to pass through, and the firstborn in your house is going to die. That'd scare me to death. That'd scare you to death. Be terrified. Oh, but then comes the message of hope. But hang on. Take the lamb, sway it, put it on the door, and it'll pass over you, and it won't touch you. Can you imagine the hope in that? There's hope in the gospel. You see, the beauty of this gospel is the same message that condemns you. The same message that turked my heart and broke it one Friday morning and showed me I was a lost, doomed sinner. I got lost. Amen. I, I don't have no great vision or anything like that. The Lord spoke to me gently and showed me I was lost. But thank God that same gospel got a bomb for our souls. Yes. The same gospel that says the weight of a sin is death says the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, Lord, there's hope for you tonight. Uh, Amen. I've tried to preach you condemned. I've tried to preach you doomed for a devil's ill because you are. But thank God for the hope that's found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what our hope rests upon. And if it's not on Him, it's on nothing. I think about the soul Every time I read the scripture. And when he shall come with trumpet sound. Oh may I then in him be found. Dressed in his righteousness alone. Faultless to stand before his throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is seeking sand. I'm hoping and holding on to the blood of my Savior Jesus Christ. And his power to cleanse. His power to protect. And I'm telling you, there's safety in that. Behind them doors. Can you imagine one of those nights? Or that night, nice? you put the blood out there, and you knew the Lord was coming through. I'd have been nervous. I'd have been terrified. But thank God, he didn't lose one of them. You, you don't read about one of them to put the blood down, do you? Because there was secured behind them. The Lord, and I wrote this down, because I keep quote this verse in my little mind The Lord Jesus said, And this is the will of him that seeth. that everyone that seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I'll raise him up in the last day. There's security in this thing. Don't have to worry and wonder if I'm saved or lost. Don't have to worry if I'm going to heaven or not. The blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient to keep our souls. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: One requirement for
5: that blood. I didn't read it, but it says you kill the lamb and put the blood in the basin. Dip some hyssop in it, it across the limb and the two side posts. And the blood's got to be applied. There wasn't no shortages of lambs down there in Egypt. There was enough lambs to save every Egyptian down there.
2: Yeah.
5: Amen? Yeah. The difference was some houses had applied by faith than what the Lord said. And some houses have rejected it and had not. Amen. Uh, Hopefully you've got enough sense to know tonight that I'm talking about my faith is how the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is applied. The sacrifice has been done away with. He died on Calvary's hill once. And by my faith, looking back to that, the Lord, I don't understand all this, but the Lord, he took his blood to the throne room, the very presence of God, yeah. and when my faith reaches out to him into salvation, that blood's applied to my life. Amen. Once for all, and I'm secure. Amen. Amen. Has the blood been applied by faith? Have you come believe? It? Have you believed the judgment's coming? Have you believed you're condemned and doomed and turned from that and turned to a Savior? Sister, they said you're going to sing the invitation tonight. Would you come on? Would you stand together? Amen.
4: table. you play on your guitar softly. I'm thankful for what God sent us tonight. It was a very simple message. And if the blood had been applied to your life tonight. I thought about this. There was a time... When Jesus was going around, and he made the comment, he said, I must needs go through Samaria. The preacher preached tonight about a need, and there was a need there in Egypt. And if they didn't follow that, that was told to them that they were doomed first born in their house, when they died. But Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. Some people think he went there because he was thirsty. And he did have feelings just like you and I do today. And I'm sure he did thirst. I'm sure he did. But it wasn't a happenstance or a coincidence that he went down there to Samaria and sat down there on that well. But he knew that there was a need there tonight here at Liberty Hill Baptist Church. There's a need in this service tonight. Yes. And Jesus knows all about it. I don't know all about it, but Jesus does. And he's taking in You know over there, when those plagues were going on, and, 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 and the, the, the magicians and the sorcerers, they would try to do the same thing that Moses and Aaron were doing, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and they would do it. But they got down to a point there where they couldn't go any further. And they went and told Pharaoh, they said, Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. We're we're just outdone by this. We can't compete with this. That finger of God is going around tonight. It's tugging on your heart. It's letting you know that you're lost and undone and that you need a savior. The devil's telling you tonight just to wait to a more convenient season. The same thing that the devil told one of the men in the Bible. I, I, I believe it was Stevens. He told him, "said I'll hear you at a more convenient season, more convenient time." There's a lot of folks today that are that are in hell that were waiting for a more convenient time. Today is the day of salvation. I want to encourage you tonight. Don't, just turn loose and accept Him as your Savior. Let Him put the blood upon you tonight. That's what we have to, hit, have, to have for the eternal life. Nothing else will do A good life won't do it. Being good to your neighbor won't do it. Those are all good things. That's nice. But the blood has got to be applied to life. And Jesus knew that there was a woman coming down there to that well to draw water. And he knew that she had a need in her life, and His purpose for going down there was to save her soul. She had the choice to reject it or accept it, and it made such an impression on her that she forgot why she even went to the well. Left the water pots there, and went back. In. Come see a man that told me all things, whatever I did. Is not this the Christ? Sure it is. Amen. And he's the same one tonight that's tugging on your heart, wanting you to have eternal life. Amen. Sing again. Altar's open. Come and pray.
3: See the way you care mm-hmm. the fears at home joy.
4: by the hand and come. Why
3: don't you do that? You through the cross you've, you've been it. forgiven. You're accepted as Keep standing at a distance. In the shadow of your shame. There's a lot of hope that shines.